Good afternoon, everyone. So this is your girl, Tasha, the founder of Talk to Tasha, which is a platform and a space in this busy world that get career women that's burnt out to just come relax and chill, you know? And one of the topics that I want to talk about today is um, this whole thing about self-confidence, the lack of self-confidence and where it's rooted from and get some kind of feedback from you guys on where you think it comes from because quite frankly i believe we are living in a time right now that there's an epidemic of self-defeating thoughts that's saturating the minds of our people so i want to give you quite a few examples and as i'm going through you know day-to-day tasks and errands and observations that i've made in my 40 some years of living one observation I want to say that we are very critical of ourselves as a people. We constantly feeling like we have to be more than what we are. And so we're after this whole attainment addiction that we often hear people talking about these days is where uh, I'm never good enough in the space that I'm in right now. I have got to go do more, 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 more. I have to get a higher level of education formally and informally ignoring the very things that you were rooted and raised with. So for example, when you look across the country in our various communities, regardless of the, of the, uh, the social class of our communities, what do you see? You see a common thread of us being nurturers within our own brokenness. We take people that's thrown away from their other cultures and different communities, and we embrace them. We embrace them so much so that we teach them our culture, our hidden secret and ingredients, and our different ways of how we show up in this world through our, you know, historic truths and pains of our ancestors and the things that we are still battling. We give them all the goods. We teach them, for example, let's talk about the hair industry. That's a billion dollar industry. We teach them how to braid. We teach them how to do the d- different interlocks. You know, lace, lace fronts is all across the globe now in different races and cultures. We sit up and teach them these things for free. They go back and reunite because it feels so good. And they various communities. Show them what we give them for free. Turn around, lock arms together figure out how to make the goods, sell it to you and I, forgetting that we showed them the game for free. Won't hire you or your kids or grandkids to work in their stores, and if they do, it's solely to be a security guard. And you sitting up here with your self-defeating thoughts, acting like you don't have any self-worth, no value, but you done gave a piece of the billion dollar industry away for free. And that's what we often do time and time and time again. You can't walk up in a lot of communities and see our people owning these very hair shops. How is it? It's 2019, folks. We going up into wig stores. And some little lady that can't even speak our language is giving you the goods on the trends in the hair industry. I walked in there one day myself. I ain't even asked the woman nothing. I'm just trying to get some little barrettes. You know, this is before I started seeking out our African-Americans that's getting up into the business. We know your prices got to be high, sis. We ain't tripping on that. We got you, boo. We know your purchasing power is not what these other folks is at. I understand that on the business side. So you ain't got to trip on me and mine, tripping off how your prices got to be higher. I know your profit margin is a little bit squished right now. But we got to be a little bit more wiser. But because we sit up in here in our self-defeating thoughts, lack self-confidence, don't really know how we help other people. Is that not our history? Where we have built so many industries on the backs of our ancestors and now you in 2019 and i hear people my age oh if i was born back then it would have been a hot mess i would have done whoopty whoop whoopty whoop okay but baby girl and baby boy you in 2019 right now and you ain't doing nothing with what you got with what you got 
So in other words, you're really not doing anything powerful. And really you allowing these people to capitalize on you, yours, and everybody at your address and at the other address and supporting these people and how they treating folks and policing you in some of these different stores. We only talking about the hair industry right now. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because if someone can come from another country and studied our culture, and culture we know is very broad, it's not just specific to a race, okay? So they have studied us and not really in depth because they don't have to. Because when, when you talk about traditionally what we do, we embrace people that are broken because we're broken sometimes, right? It's a human condition sometimes, a human experience. We often take people in at their worst and we can be at our very worst. You know, our grandmama and them and great grandparents and them, they cook for some of those folks. While their sons and daughters went on off to law school and doctoral school and all these different things, you can hear people say, wow, your great grandmama and them was the best cook and all of this stuff, right? We took the worst part of the animal and made some goods out of it. You know, I don't particularly eat, uh, what you call that? Um, oh, I can't even think right now. Chitlins. There we go. Chitlins. So I don't particularly eat chitlins, but that's just me out of a billion men and women world, planet. But there's countless people that do, for example. And our people took that intestines, cleaned that stuff out and made a meal out of it. And so you have got to understand this whole lack of confidence and um, this whole idea that you're not enough, that comes in part on our ignorance. You have got to understand what you came from, the history. And you ain't even got to go really deep off in history if you just sit down long enough, sis, and understand that we came from zilch. As man would define it, but as our God would define it, we came from a magical place. We came from an awesome being. We came from the omnipotent, right? And so if you don't sit up here and take your thumb out of your mouth and quit counting your birthdays as if you waiting on your day to expire and sitting up here believing these self-defeating thoughts that this man or woman done told you down through the years on the job or in your little relationship. And yes, I did call it little because in the scope of who you are and what you mean to this continent, to this world, and why you were put on this planet, it has nothing, absolutely zero, to do with what the next person believe you are. And you got to really ask yourself, at what point... At what point did you believe the self-defeating lie that you have told yourself? Say it again. I'm on the podcast, Uh, baby. How's it going? And so, that's what we do. We try to be polished. I'm not going to be polished. I'm in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A, a a place that I honor because they they close on Sunday at Christian Blake's place or whatever. I'm not going to edit that part. The man that came to my car and served me up real good. And let me tell you another thing. The drive-through is real, real long. Because our, our cars become our offices. And the convenience that we are living in now, people pay for convenience. The line's so long, I'm sure we're burning a lot of gas. We know the gas prices is high. But what do we want? We want convenience. I'm guilty of it myself. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I felt like getting out this car, driving, parking the vehicle, driving across, walking across the parking lot. At the same token, talking about I want to lose some weight. Girl, you know we be a hot mess. We be all over the place with what we want. And that's why our lack of self-confidence come when it comes to other areas and domains of our life. We really don't know what the hell we want. You say you want a meaningful relationship with your kids, but you constantly doing unruly things to them, saying things that the world already telling them, and you coming behind them, the person that birthed them out, and talking head to them. You know, reinforcing the stereotypical myth that we ain't about nothing. And if it comes from you, the person who, you know, had them on your hips and on your uterus and all of that and then carried them a good full term, a half term, or however your little pregnancy popped off, you get the point. So it came from the very source 
and you toxic, but yet in one breath you saying you want a nourishing relationship with your children, whether they're grown or little ones, but yet you playing out the pathologies of what you was raised with or the lack thereof. But you yet and still you acting like you want this relationship, but you're showing up different. Same thing in your careers and your different business aspirations, your different intimate relationships. You saying you want one thing, but you're tolerating junk. You saying you want economic power among our African-Americans, but you over here clocking in your ATM debit card to these people that don't mean you good. Talk to you crazy, follow you through the stores, won't go patronize another business owner that look like you that's quick to give your son or daughter a little summer job. Why? Because you want something that's convenient, that's close to your house, maybe maybe Bobby and them shoppers way across town, you ain't willing to burn gas there. So we are living in a time where people don't want to be inconvenienced. We just are. And we need to own up to that. And this is what's tapping into your self-worth because you feel like you got to be 100,000 things to 100,000 people and zero to yourself. And yet you want the next man or woman to show up to you and be 100%. And you ain't even 100% to yourself. And 100% can mean I'm just not tolerating X, Y, and Z. Uh, being 100% don't mean you got to be at the top of your salary wage up in your in your company. Being 100% is this is where I'm at in my season and I'm not tolerating anything else. Because see, it becomes tolerating when you start making accommodations for experiences that you do not deserve. That's when you're tolerating, you're compromising at that point. You're saying one thing, but tolerating the next. So until, my dears and sirs, whoever listening, until you become super clear with the basics, you're going to always be spiraling out of control trying to find yourself. Spiraling out of control, buying all these motivational books and going to this church and that church, wanting the preacher to preach you happy and want everybody else. You're trying to outsource the very thing that you don't even know what you want. So how can you outsource, well, I'm going to find seven ways to be happy. I'm going to buy this book on 11 ways to find peace. I'm going to find 21 ways to uh, earn my, you know, my earning potential in my business or the lack thereof. You haven't even started it yet. I'm going to read this book and go to this whole week conference and charge up my credit card because they're going to show me all the magical tips. There's nothing magical about anything. Everything is divine. And until you wake up and pay attention to what you have, what's gone before you and what's to come after you, you're going to keep chasing after the wind, looking for the next best thing, the next best thing, and not realizing you are the best thing. However, you're showing up right now. It has no, it has no, um, no, um, it doesn't matter what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter where you live, where you work, if you're able to bear children naturally or not, whether you got mixed people hair, natural hair, you got a lace front, it does not matter. These are the self-defeating thoughts that keep you entangled, acting like you don't have anything, you know, to offer yourself. Let's long offer in the world, the larger world. You can't offer nothing to nobody until you stand up in your bold authority. Girl, you done been through some things and got through some things. When it makes sense to lose your mind on some things, you're still here. Listen to me. Got the ability to hear. I don't know sign language. I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming that you're sitting up here listening with your own ears, whether you got help with a hearing aid or not. So that's my spill for today. You know, you don't have to go buy the next best thing to be your best. Use what you got. Use what you got. And I'm breaking up all whatever, whoever made up the rules about Ebonics, baby. That's a whole nother podcast about our language and code switching, baby. That's a work of art. Don't let these people tell you that you talk quote unquote ghetto or you talk uh ghetto fabulous what is that supposed to mean in the hood is very very good there's a lot of rich things that we have but our culture and some of our cultures we're so accustomed to giving things away 
that brings me back to how you have contributed to this billion dollar hair industry that many of us haven't even tapped into we just recipients of it making these folks rich and you over here acting like you ain't got no skill and ability just like everybody right now is august 2019 everybody ramping and raving about popeyes how many of y'all own popeyes how many of y'all even let's break it down to something even simpler how many of y'all is managers in popeyes or have stocks in popeyes or have kids or grandkids even working in popeyes in my city it's a bunch of uh asian folks that are running Popeyes in the back and that hot grease and this 110 degree heat, but you over here talking about you trying to get your cholesterol, that's a whole nother topic, you know? So I'm just here to let you know, sometimes we can be thoroughly confused about what we deserve and what we want. And then you stockpile all these different resources as if you alone is not a resource. And then you wonder why you can't even gravitate and attract what you deserve in this life because you, you thoroughly confused, love. So get yourself over to talk, the number two Tasha.com. I want you to take the stress test. Let's see where your stress levels are. Because sometimes when you stress, we don't make the right decision. Let's be real. You know, we be all over the place. We don't know what the heck we want. You know, that's why some of our guys, we do push good men off. We do push good women off. You know, because we thoroughly confused. We listen to everybody's definition of what you supposed to be. And the more and more you listen to other people and what you're supposed to be, you lose who you are because their voice dominates the inner consciousness that comes so naturally if we can just be still enough with ourselves, go to lunch with yourself, take a walk with yourself. You know, that voice, that inner voice, that, that the Holy Spirit guides you, but you all up in everybody podcasts, all on the, all on the YouTube, going to all these trainings, trying to drown out your natural conscious uh, subconscious mind that's guiding you the right direction but you like no I don't went to this conference so what I'm saying is your self confidence is not going to be no more than what you feed it and acknowledge it to be and I'm not one out here going to tell you this jump in my program is going to be all good I'm starting with the basics start with yourself use yourself as a point of reference that you are enough you don't need a book to tell you that. Scripture tells you that. You ain't digged in the scripture in probably 30 years. And you're 15 years old. So you're 15 years behind on that. That's my hood math. Okay? So what I'm saying is until you get booed up with yourself, until you get clear about what you offer to yourself, until you get clear about what you will no longer tolerate moving forward, can't nobody help you love can't nobody help you because God then gave you so many signs and wonders and countless people that went on before you and you ignoring those signs can't nobody make you pay attention like we always say we could teach you the lesson but we can't understand the lesson for you everybody got their own different level of comprehension whether you want to sit in denial and feel sorry for yourself suck your thumb act like you ain't got nothing going on good for yourself that's a choice that is a conscious, concerted choice that you make. And if you notice, when you have that mindset, what do you attract? You attract that same self-defeating thought in your relationships, on your job. You go to lunch with the same self-defeating people. Pretty soon, y'all fall out. You end up sitting with people in church that got that same spirit. Y'all end up falling out. So that spirit that you have about yourself, it can't embrace anything contrary because that's what you're putting out in 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 the, in the earth space or some of y'all uh you know neutral p people call the universe so in other words if you confuse on what you you know deserve and how you know you deserve the ultimate best whatever best is defined for you how in the world do you expect anything to be attracted to your life to show up and give you exactly what you want when you don't even know so in our traffic as we move forward the red light supposed to mean stop right yes the yellow light supposed to mean hold up because the red light's coming or hold up the green light coming depending on how you want to switch it 
the glass half empty, the glass half full, depending on how you want to slice and dice that baby boy. But you know, if you live long enough to know, to teach anybody anything, whether it's your kids, grandkids, your nieces and nephews, when they walk into school, what do you tell them? A red light really don't mean stop to some people. So you give them universal precautions to say, hey, I, I know by law, the cars are supposed to give you a right away, Mr. Student, Mr. Uh, you know, five, fifth grade student, sixth grade, seventh grade, whoever, walking to school. You telling them when the light turned, now when you first start parenting, you start learning, okay, there's some levels to this. First of all, when they old enough to start walking to school, and I don't even know, that changes every year with all the safety things, but follow, follow what I'm telling you. You first of all say, okay, hold your brother and sister hand, walk with your cousin them, y'all walk in a group. When the light turned green, you start walking in between them white lines, and some of y'all teach y'all kids to run fast, get on the cross as fast as they can for safety, right? Then you start understanding, right? Now, that's 2019. Just heard on the news yesterday that the, the Teslas, folks drop, falling asleep, all the way to sleep with their arms crossed because the car is driving itself changing lanes. So imagine as we go forward, what technology is going to look like. So in that example, we have got to change the way we teaching folks, right? We first said, hey, when it turn green, you go, go ahead. Then you start getting wiser. You say, look, the light turned green. It, it, you're supposed to be able to go forward across the street and going on to school. But I need you to look to the right, to the left, to the right, and the left again to make sure the drivers, the various drivers that come from their different backgrounds, recognize that they're supposed to stop at that red light to give you the right of way at the green. You hear me? So a green light don't really mean go in some circumstances in life. It might be just a reference point for you to slow down or look to the right, look to the left, look to the right. And if you got to catch another red light before another green light come, at least you're aware and you done scan that environment. Follow what I'm saying. So apply that to your life in a literal sense. And what pockets of your life that you're going forward as if it's a green light, but maybe it's really a season of a yellow light where you're supposed to slow down and hold up and check and look around and scan the environment to get a, a full picture of what it is that you deserve and what you want and what you deserve. It's not all about, about what we want, let's be real clear. Because what we want, sometimes we don't really know. God knows what we need on a higher level and you gotta trust that he knows that. While you over here in the zone of want, the Isle of Want, Isle Seven of Wants. You got to get off that sugar owl because you know diabetes running your family. But you want the goods on Isle Seven. But the Lord said, I need you to go on the outskirts of the owl where the fresh veggie, veggies are. I go to your Aunt Pam's house where she got a garden in the back and give you the stuff for free. But we don't want the stuff for free. We want the easy, convenient stuff. Like I did, the drive-through stuff, right? So we got to be able to own up to where we are, own up to the fact that these man-made rules about the green light, that illustration I gave you, yes, in the ideal perfect, ideal world, a green light gives you the right way to go forward. How many people you know done ran stop signs, done red, ran red lights and crashed up into your stuff? And so on a mental level, is your mental system broke down because you done crashed into some walls that you weren't prepared for? Is that why you down in the dumps? Because I can guarantee if somebody dropped a million dollars at you right now, if you're not clear about what you deserve as a child of the king and a sprinkle with a little bit of wants, because he ain't no selfish God. He give us a little bit of what we want too, right? Not all what we want, but a little sprinkle of what we want. That's where mercy and grace come from, right? And so if you're not really clear about that, brothers and sisters, I can drop a million at your feet right now, guaranteed with your unresolved self, you will be broke by the end of the year, if not sooner. Why? Because you're gonna be placing and sowing seed on bad soil out of obligation, out of guilt, out of shame, because you feel like you can give your way into love you can give your way into happiness. You can give your way to a good 
nice wholesome relationship with your children you can give your way and chill uh, you open up account for your grandkids that don't appreciate nothing but you're giving out an obligation so they can love you or whatever and then they that generation grows up thinking well just on the strength of you being grandma I'm supposed to get broke off no hold up killer that ain't how it works and so this is what I'm saying. It's not about if you get married with the ideal marriage. It's not about if you can afford a Tesla. It's not about if you, you know, have this digits in your bank account. You got to start with the main thing, the basic things, because if you're not clear, and as you go on this journey, you won't be clear in pockets of your life. None of us will be, because he don't reveal things to us all at once, because we can't handle it. Quite frankly, we'll minimize everything and feel like we don't deserve stuff. So you have got to really sit down, get booed up with yourself before you try to co-mingle with anybody else, even your kids, grandkids, your, your co-workers, your, your man or your woman or whatever, and say, look, why am I so afraid to be alone? And some of y'all that's single, you act like you're single, but really you're not. And what I mean by that, you booed up with your self-defeating thoughts. When you're single, single is a space to where you are so consumed with what your purpose is on this side of glory, that you don't have time to say, I'm single because I'm too fat. I'm single because I'm too old. I'm single because my hair is short. I'm single because I've been divorced twice and people don't trust that I can make the right decision. I'm single because this and that. So if you are one sitting on here that's single on paperwork, and you know that that's you that's always criticizing yourself, whether you verbally put it out there, but just how you show up, for yourself or you don't show up for yourself you're really not single because you really booed up with that entanglement and that negative thought process so you booed up but you just booed up with the wrong partner does that make sense i know it don't make sense but that's what you're doing so when you bring your wholesome self to the table and say i'm worthy of all things good and my storms is going to create a space for me to grow through them and perfect that which God has ordained for me to be on this side of glory, then you can start moving towards this whole idea that I'm single. And still in all, you co-mingle, you co-parenting with Jesus with your kids. He brought you this far. It's not you because you cute with dimples and got booty and all that and a six-pack belly and all that. From a plus size sisters, it's not it's not you and all your energy and all your thick thighs and french fries and all that. It's the Holy Spirit that's keeping you love. And without a partnership, a covenant, you're nothing without him. You just not. I know you cute. I know you got these man-made dimples with all the piercings because you ain't getting natural dimples. So the world done told you you can put all these little things in your jaw and about a couple of weeks you can have dimples. And then you go down to these little shops acting like you ain't got no money. But because you ain't got a little butt that the world said you got to have a big old butt. So you're getting injections and everything and everything and everything. So t t talk to me and show me, since y'all watching all these oppressive shows that keep y'all entangled. How many of, of these people that y'all watching on these shows feel good about themselves? After they done got the biggest titties, they done got the biggest booty, they done got all the man-made dimples, they done got the eyes, I mean T.I.'s wife, y'all, uh, uh, the daughter learned from her mama. Contact lenses wasn't enough for them. Y'all Google it. Y'all out there in Google, Google land, Google T.I.'s daughter. I mean T.I., what's her name? T.I. Tiny, Tiny's daughter. They, they, they so, Lord Jesus, help these broken spirits. They so bold with it. They made an episode and capitalized off their brokenness because y'all watching the shows. So they put it out there. It wasn't no secret. The girl went and got her eyeballs, tried to get her eyeballs. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm not from the medical field, but she tried to get her eyes colored permanently. Having contacts wasn't good enough. Where did she get that from? Oh, the mom admit to having it done. But see, her daughter went and had it done. This is stuff you, the average person don't know nothing about that you can get this done. I guess they got that long money. Once you got money, they, people capitalize off your vulnerabilities and make things happen. But really, they didn't make it happen. The girl ended up having all kinds of eye problems. Could have been blind. So people are so desperate up out here, thirsty up out here, and drinking from the wrong fountain and dehydrated spiritually. So that's why I'm saying, you know, you can't believe the hype. Don't get high off your own supply. 
Don't get high off your own supply. Because when you do that, you chasing after the wind. You done change your eyes. You done change your butt. You done change your hips. Tommy still don't want you because Tommy don't recognize a good thing if it would slap him upside his head. All he knows is brokenness. So you making you and Tommy's breakup about your hips not being big enough. You go inject your hips. Baby, Tommy over here with the next riffraff because that's all he knows is riffraff. Shout out to Tommy's of the world. So you making it personal. When you should learn from that experience, what has it taught me about me? What does my forgiveness tank look like when things go sour in a relationship? Am I so hardened like everybody else in my family? I don't know how to forgive. What do the deal breakers look like in your relationships? Whether it's your, your, your uh, relationships intimately with your sister and them, with your man, with your kids. What is it? Because some of y'all got some hardened hearts. You quick to do funky and foul things to other people. But once somebody dish your own medicine to you, you don't know how to forgive. And your heart is so hardened. And y'all wonder why y'all need high blood pressure pills. I'm going to be out of here, but I wanted to get on here just for about a half an hour and just really share. I know I kind of drove it out a little bit, but I think it's very, very uh, worth it. Because some of us change the radio stations too soon before you get what you need. And I hope this really helped you and enlighten you that you are enough. Can't nobody tell you that. You have got to know up until now that you are enough. If you don't know, how can you teach it to your seeds? How can you teach them that they good enough with the hair that they got on their head or maybe they don't have hair? How can you tell them they pretty brown eyes is good enough? They don't have to go have injections in their eyes to be something else. How can you be a legacy builder and you don't even know how to withstand or withhold a life storm that throw bricks at you? You can't read about that. The universities can't teach you that. A pastor can only teach it to you. A wise counsel can only teach it to you. But you got to understand it says for yourself. You got to understand it for yourself in the most intimate, sweetest way. So I'll be with y'all in a minute. But take this time out. Get clear about who you belong to. Get clear about are you truly, truly single? Or are you entangled in bondage and booed up with your self-defeating thoughts? And I'll be with y'all in a minute because I got a lot of things I got to get off my chest. Because I got to free some things up for myself as we all go on this journey towards thriving and living our best lives according to his will and perfect uh, destiny for our lives. And I'm not going to edit this because I want to let y'all know if they can go on TI and all of these housewives or this, that, and the third and give y'all the edited versions, and give y'all the edited version of their brokenness, I ain't got that kind of manpower equipment. Y'all just got to thug it out with me and come with me cut, uncut, unraw, and uncensored. I have nobody that's going to edit this message and make it pretty for you. Get it where you can get it. If it don't make sense to you, slide to somebody else's podcast. But I'm your girl, Tasha. I keep all the way, all the way. We got to be 110% at this point. And move through the world like you're supposed to. And everything else can kick rocks. I might be an intellect on some of these broadcasts. I might be straight hood, just depending on how I'm feeling. That's just how I move through the world. So join this journey with me and own up to your truth, boo. And get out here and quit feeling sorry for yourself. And do what you're supposed to do. Because we didn't cross over to 2019 to be sucking our thumbs looking a hot mess. I can tell you that for sure. So if you need some one-on-one and we need to get down to the get down... Get on my website, talk the number two, deuces, Tasha.com. It's that simple. Get up on there and see how I can truly partner up with you and get you up off that couch, get you off that bed, get you off some self-defeating thoughts, get you out of that pit, and we're going to pull you on out so you can show up in this world like you're supposed to. A done dealio? I'll holler at y'all in a minute. Good morning, guys. This is your girl, Tasha, and I am the founder of Talk to Tasha that get women to relax from high-stress lifestyles. Today, I'm going to be putting some perspectives uh, on life and stuff. As you guys know, we have a Facebook group called Talk to Tasha Life and Stuff. And in that group, the purpose is for us to talk about things typically professional women 
we just hide behind some of the true things that we are faced with on a day-to-day basis as if there's a huge misconception because you and I are quote-unquote professionals that we don't have life and stuff that hit our address and so as I'm here today I'm wrapping up a doctor appointment from a medical provider and in this setting there's countless people that's doing chemo downstairs there's a cardiology office where people are you know having their hearts checked out and you know we know that uh, the main vessels to the heart if it's clogged it's interrupted which could be fatal and as I was sitting here I started to you know people watch and I I have a, I had a 7:30 in the morning appointment I wanted to be the very first patient in to get right out and so as I'm sitting here I am just sitting in the shade and kind of people watching I thought how ungrateful we can be um, when we're looking at certain struggles that walk past me or even go by me in a wheelchair or you know that's getting pulled up in the van and it's not just elderly people that we perceive to be getting sick you know the pain of you know stress as a lifestyle and unresolved pain from our childhoods or different demands on you and your careers and different things going on at home it's a very high cost when you talk about the implications the medical implications that it have on each and every one of us irregardless of the age irregardless of you know the the social status you have in your job and your job title I have watched sheriff walk in limping um you know fully geared with their clothes on uh this building has about i want to say over 15 different providers and services that's offered in here and so who knows what people are coming in here for there's a fertility clinic an infertility clinic there's um, a fertility center there's a spine and pain institute Um, There's physical therapy, there's, like I said, cardiology, there's oncology, there's a pediatric group, um, there's a pharmacy, um, there's a valley andrology fertility, I don't know what that is, but the point is, oh, there's sports medicine, there's medical imaging, so this place is holistically a one-stop shop, if you will, that offers array of services when it comes to medical, when it comes to When I'm looking at the sign, there's various pain points. So for example, you have a couple that's infertile. That that could be a very much pain point, Uh, unarguably, I can't say that word. But the point is, there's no argument that, you know, being, not being able to fertilize and naturally have a child, for example, can be painful. Going inside of oncology clinic can be painful. Um, Going inside of, you know, sports medicine and the imaging center and the physical therapy and the pain institute, you get the point. So people are coming in here. The parking lot is super, super full. All kinds of people from all walks of life. Uh, Like I said, I've seen the sheriff walk in, fully geared up, having his equipment, but he's limping. You know, I don't know if he had an on-the-job injury or what's the deal, nor is it my business. But when I'm looking around and I'm looking at women who are living high-stress lifestyles because they just don't know how to pull themselves out of the funk of life, you know, you have to start looking at the environment within yourself. What environment around you is setting off some of these pain points and these stress points, you know? Do you need to have physical therapy in your spirit? Do you need to be adjusted and aligned in your spirit like they do with physical therapy? They try to move some of those joints that were injured so that they can be back in alignment so they can function more properly like they used to. And that's what happens sometimes spiritually. If we are unaligned in our spiritual walk, and I know so well about that because I've lived in that moment and I go in and out that space from time to time. So when you're not aligned spiritually, it, it may feel like, you know, hey, I need to be spiritually aligned. I need to go to the Father in secret and, and cry out to him and let him know what I'm doing and what, what I'm suffering in and what I'm doing in my own spirit. Can he take that and get me realigned like they do with physical therapy, you know, and we can break that down even for the fertility. 
you know, the inability to reproduce in your spirit. Are you bearing good fruit? Is your pain point in life hindering you from from witnessing to the next person? Because sometimes when we're going through life storms, we don't want to open up and share our testimony. You know, you saturate in that pain and you're mad at the world, not knowing on the flip side of it, God allowed us to go through that situation just to be a testimony because he's going to bring you through, right? And have you use that testimony to make an unbeliever believe in his healing and keeping power. And even if he doesn't physically heal you from that situation, you know, like you have the guy that's going across the country without arms and legs, he's a global international um, motivational speaker, you know, and that's, he was born, he has some abnormalities and what the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for his good. And so now he's going around the world speaking to folks, empowering folks and encouraging folks and witnessing to folks. So that could be something that you need to tap into as you're looking at your stressful lifestyles. Now there's one thing to be stressed. You have situational stress, you know, different things going on. Some of us have so many different things hitting us at one time to the point you surrender to it all and you start embracing pain as a lifestyle because you lost all hope that it'll get better, right? And so you're looking at the spine and the pain institute that's in here. What does that mean when you apply that to a spiritual? You know, maybe you're like with physical therapy, your spirit need to be uh, aligned with what's going on. So that way you can get through the pain. The institute of pain is here dealing with folks that got pain in their spine. And we know about our spine, that is, I'm no medical person at all, but when I think about the spine, that is the part of our body that keep us aligned, right? It keep us upright. It keeps you standing. It's linked to other ligaments in our body that allow many of us to walk, the very thing many of us take for granted. So without the spine, the core of what keeps me standing upright in my pain what happens i fall all the way out on the ground as if i'm wheelchair bound and as if i'm paralyzed and i can't move through this trauma because in my mind i'm not going to get out of it this is the end all be all when in fact it's just a situation that's happening and as my nigerian brothers and sisters say americans call everything a problem and in their mind a problem can't be solved and in their culture they call it an issue because the issue can be fixed, it can be altered, it can be changed. And I like that insight because I love learning from different cultures. So moving forward, I start saying, hey, that makes sense. You know, so when you talk about your spine being unaligned, whether spiritually or naturally, it's just an issue. An issue can be turned around. An issue can be altered. An issue can be um, edited or turned around for your good. It's just an issue. Just like you have a computer, what, glitch. A lot of you guys at your jobs, you have a, a IT department, a tech department. You put in a service request, the tech guy come over and fix the issue. And if he can't fix it, he elevate that call up to the next person with more experience and ability to handle the issue. And the one thing about God is you don't have to elevate it to another level because he is the ultimate level. There's no levels with him. There's no respect to person. So whether or not you screwed up this week, you screwed up today, you screw up tomorrow. He's a forgiving and loving God. So we cannot align what he does with us to how men align you. For example, countless people coming in here, they probably on work comp going to these pain management, sports medicine clinics, getting rehabbed up. Why? Because the employer wants you to get uh, back to work quick as possible. And I know countless people that's on work comp, you know, and all the employer caring about is how quick can you get back to work? Now, some of us have different, you know, ligaments. That's a little questionable. So our level of healing may be very, very different. And I've heard in one workplace, you know, they trying to size up Jimmy. Well, Jimmy got better in four months. How come it's taking you six months to heal? 
everybody experience is going to be different so a lot of times depending on the employer you work for and this dogma workforce they don't really care about your ultimate healing they want the minimum requirement of healing so you can get back to work and sometimes people go back too early too soon and you re-injure that very ligament that needed more time to heal and so that's what happened when we're going through our day-to-day -day walk when we're talking about how we serve women that is uh, needing to, to relax from stressful lifestyles, perhaps you're moving too quickly. Even in a relationship, you just broke up with someone, you find yourself lonely on a Friday night and you take up an offer for a date and the ligament in your heart and you being heartbroken is not healed yet. And then you're going out quote unquote on an innocent date no, the innocent date would be you dating yourself because we know when you go on a quote unquote innocent date with another figure, it, it either evolves into something else too soon when you still have the ligament of pain that's still sitting there in the backdrop of what your previous relationship dealt you. So that's an example of how you can move too quickly. And in this instance, you don't have any employer or any other power and force telling you to heal quickly or move quicker you made a conscious effort you made the decision because of your loneliness on the friday saturday night that you want to go on a date prematurely because you lonely because you and james done broke up you and bobby done broke up and you know good and doggone well did i say good doggone well you know good doggone well you're not emotionally available you're just not you want to occupy that space because you're lonely and chances are lonely people seldom date themselves. You can go out to a restaurant and eat alone. But like I said before the other day, being single means you're you're single and you don't you're not booed up with your self-defeating thoughts. Because if you booed up with your self-defeating thoughts, James or Bobby done told you some negative things about your body image. And at some point you believed it. So you're entangled, eating buckets of ice cream and, 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 and chips and all this other processed stuff because it feels good. So technically you're not single when you are booed up with these entangled negative thoughts about yourself because you're booed up with these thoughts. And these self-defeating thoughts keep you captive. So then you go out on a quote unquote innocent date with the next person because you lonely, you ready? Okay, shout out for you for getting off that sofa. Shout out for you getting out that house. So you can start back living again. But don't define your life. Do not define your life by the definition that someone else has assigned to you or attempted to assign to you. All they're doing is blabbing into the air. Are you not bigger than the air? Are you not bigger than what people perceive you to be? You have nothing to prove to anyone. If you're going to be in competition, be in competition with yourself. You know what? I've been laid up feeling discouraged. I've been laid up feeling sorry for myself. I've been wanting to drive to the coast two hours away just to relax, but I feel like I can't go unless somebody else go with me. No, sweetie, get booed up with yourself and you take that road trip. You might mess around and meet somebody and just start talking about life and stuff. You start talking about life and stuff and having reflection. Nothing like being away alone, being booed up with yourself. Because you start finding out that sometimes within ourselves, we get a little bit confused. Because we don't really know ourselves anymore. We know ourselves based on the identity other people have given us most of our life. So as we pull up on 2020, as we pull up on 2020, what is it that you're willing to do now so you won't have yesterday's brokenness slide with you to 2020? Because 2020 is that good vision, right? So what is your vision for your life now? You don't have time to wait till the year 2020 drop. Declare today you got 2020 vision right now. And what does that look like with you moving forward in any area of your life that's, that does not line up with the the uh, inadequate definition that the next person trying to assign to your life. Because if you adapt what they assign to you or try to assign to you, that's a level of brokenness that you have to address within yourself. Because you have to ask yourself, what about me 
that thinks about me that own up to this crap that they try and assign to me. You put your hands out and surrender to it. You can let it drop by the wayside and keep it pushing. But if you believe any aspect of what somebody tell you that doesn't align with what you know you truly are, the healing has to come from you, not the person that put the garbage out there in the atmosphere. So as we pull up on 2020, ask yourself today, what am I willing to do different for me today to declare I got 2020 vision right now today in my moment, in my space, regardless of what my bank account look like, regardless of what my kids are doing, regardless of whether me and James is broken up, regardless of what's going on at the workplace, regardless of what's going on in my health, regardless of what's going on in my church, regardless of what's going on with my car, regardless of what's going on with my left knee. You get it? So work with what you have because your 2020 vision is your lens. You can't borrow my glasses and think you're going to get 2020 vision because my vision is different from yours. Your vision is different from your husband or your wife. Your vision is different from your kids. Sometimes we have vision for our kids that's not aligned with what God called that kid to be. And you've fallen out because their vision is not yours. Stay up out of the next person's eyeglasses. Focus on thyself. So declare today, I have 2020 vision before 2020 even drop because we should not assume or take life for granted that we're going to slide anywhere because today is not promised to any of us. Neither is tomorrow. So declare today that you're going to have 2020 vision for yourself. And what does that look like for yourself? And I can guarantee it's not the self-defeating thoughts that you've been wallowing in for these last couple of months. These last couple of years. Okay, you wanted to retire. Now you retired. Now you laid up depressed. Is that what you wanted to do? Because your whole identity was aligned with your job title. Now you retired and feel like you don't have a job title in the world. Get up off your pity party. Declare your 2020 vision and get to moving. I'm your girl Tasha of Talk to Tasha. All things self-care. All things real talk, real convos, and real solutions. We talk smack and relax. And we move to the wor- through the world like we're supposed to, individually in our unique walk. And that's the end of the story, and I'll see you out to the next time.